Hey there, listeners. Welcome to This Humana Life, a podcast for all Humana associates. We have amazing stories to tell and learning experiences to offer. We also believe the best knowledge is knowledge that is shared. Throughout our podcast journey, you'll hear advice from thought leaders, gain insights into areas of expertise other than your own, and hear the inspiring stories of others. This production is made possible with the support of the Women's Network Resource Group and by the dedication of our core team. I'm Tara DeLucia. I'm Carmen Pantoja Evans. I'm Brittany LaMere. And this podcast is produced by Melissa Nichols. We're looking forward to hearing what topics are important to you. Join the conversation in our buzz group by visiting go forward slash THL. Also, make sure to text the acronym THL to 239-355 to have new episodes sent straight to your mobile Thursday morning. Thank you for joining This Humana Life. Today in the studio, we have Christina Gardner, who is a talent management lead, and you're over in enterprise talent development. That's correct. All right. Well, could you share a little bit about your role and what brought you here to Humana? Sure. So um, I lead our career cultivation team. It's a program where we offer professional development resources to associates. So anything from resume writing, interview skill, interviewing skills, um, going back to school, how do you develop skills that you want for a future job that maybe you can't develop in your nine to five job. So just helping associates understand what opportunities are out there to help them further their careers. Um, what brought me to Humana growing up in Louisville? Humana is a big name. Um, I've always loved what Humana has stood for, the cultures and the values that we have here at Humana. Um, so when I got out of the military, this was my goal to, to get on to Humana. And so it's just somewhere I always knew I wanted to work. Could, go Where ahead. did you serve? Um, I, so I moved, mm -hmm. I moved, oh, I served in the United States Army. Mm -hmm. And then um, I, uh, lived in six different spots over eight years, so stateside and, and overseas. So what six spots? I'm just curious. Sure. Um, I lived in South Carolina. I lived in Kentucky, Arizona, Utah, South Korea, Afghanistan. Wow. I don't think I'm missing one. <laughs> so can you kind of share a little bit about how, you know, maybe it was coming into the corporate world or you served eight years. Yeah, it was quite a long time. So how it was, you know, moving from the very strict military structure over to a, a corporate side here at Humana. Sure. Are there any challenges? Oh, of, of course. Um, um, the flexibility of Humana freaked me out when I first got here. Um, I was, when I got out of the Army, I went and worked for the government, for the Department of the Army as well, so I was still kind of in that very strict um, structure environment. Coming here, I was told, Oh, you can work from home if you need to. You can work in a different location if you need to. Come and go as you need. You know, we're not going to mandate what your schedule is. And that totally just freaked me out. I didn't know how to respond to that. So it took me a while to get used to that. I'm an adult. I can manage my own time. I don't need someone else to manage it for me. So um, that really scared me. One thing a commander told me before I got out of the Army was that I would never find the type of relationships that I had in the military. And Humana, to me, has proven that commander wrong. I am shocked by the friendships I've developed, the relationships I've developed since I've been here. Um, it's much more of a family than I ever could have dreamed a corporate environment being. 
Well, how did you become interested in the career cultivation or this HR type of work? Sure. So in the Army, I um, worked in a field called Adjutant Generals Corps, which is equivalent to HR management. So my background is purely HR management, including um, I have my master's in it as well. So I have always had a passion, have had a passion for um, for associates and helping them along their um, career journeys. And when I first came to Humana, I was in compensation as a data analyst, which was a great place for me to start. But I realized that I wanted to be around associates more often. And um, a spot on my current team opened up and I actually moved to it. And it's allowed me to be able to have more direct one-on-one conversations with associates to help them with their careers, but also provide enterprise-wide resources that can, re- can, that can reach the masses. Where can you get those resources? go slash career or our buzz page at career cultivation so did you go into the army from high school no so i went to western kentucky university and i was in rotc which is reserve officer training corps and after completion of my bachelor's degree program i commissioned into the army as a second lieutenant were you in rotc at eastern i was which they were that's one of their higher what they um bring people yes. to the school for is yep. for RLTC. My son was in that. Yep. Uh, so did you, were you first generation army or were no. you? Her dad. So my did, dad. Did you already say that and I missed it? Um, my dad, I was actually an army brat. Uh, my grandfather's, okay, right. I'm the first woman in the, in my family and still the only woman in my family that has served in the military, but very long military lineage of um, family members serving in, in any branch. So first of all, thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. Um, when you said that you knew Humana was a place you always wanted to come work, like what were the reasons or how did you know it was Humana? Just knowing the population that we try to serve and that we try to help, knowing that Humana has always been out in the community to try to help others with their health and overall well-being has always been of interest to me. I think um, um Coming from the environment that I had in the Army, you don't tend to think about the whole person or each person's total well-being, um, and especially your mental and emotional well-being. And not focusing on those two aspects of well-being really um, doesn't allow you to bring your whole self to work. And knowing what we do for our communities and really focusing on every aspect of well-being and trying to help people be healthier, I think is um, a reason that really attracted me towards towards Humana. Yeah, and I think we're hearing that more and more in the interviews we're doing, how like people really, it resonates just being a part of a health company that has elements of insurance. Yeah. And it's to me, it's so cutting edge. I mean, it's just getting all the buy-in that the company gets and it just makes you want to work harder and yep. better for this this vulnerable population that we're serving. So that's pretty awesome. Yep. So with that and with being involved and in having associates really bring them their full selves at work, a part of that is is the work that our NRGs do. And you're an energy leader and an active facilitator of the Pathfinder program. Can you share how those volunteer opportunities have affected your career? Sure. Um, so a lot of the stuff that we push through career cultivation is talking about how do you develop skills that you can't do in your normal job. And we talk a lot about volunteering and we talk a lot about getting involved in NRGs. Um, Even though I have leadership experience from the military, 
I don't have leadership experience in the corporate setting until I got more involved into it got more involved with our energy so um, I have been able to build some leadership skills here in a corporate setting I have been able to network with people that I have never met with um, being in HR sometimes it's hard to connect with people outside of your business area and I think that's applicable no matter where you're at across the business but the NRG is a provide us the opportunity to connect with others that we wouldn't work with on a daily basis. So the networking, the leadership um, skills, and then lastly, I just think the sense of um, belonging has helped me understand where I want to continue to grow and develop in my own personal career. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about networking, just the definition? We've been talking to a lot of people about what their definition is and how it's been beneficial, maybe misconceptions about what you thought it was, that yeah. type of thing. Yeah, so to me, networking is um, reaching out and connecting with others on a routine basis. It's not just a one-time thing where you say, hi, you know, I'm so-and-so, this is what I do. It's actually reaching out, connecting with them, understanding them more at a professional level and sometimes even more at a personal level so you can actually see how you guys are related and maybe they have strengths that they can share with you through that through those one-on-one opportunities with each other so to me networking is using my skills and strengths to help someone but also learning more from their strengths to apply to my own to my own professional development definitely a give and take with that Infertility awareness. Yes. Now, I understand you wear a ribbon often. During, especially during April. During April, yeah. which is which is a, a infertility awareness month. There's a, a whole week. week. week okay. yep. uh, so tell me a little bit more about that. Sure. Um, um, very near and dear to my heart. Something I try. I will try not to be emotional about. Um, I'm an open book about it, though. Um, Um, my husband and I tried for over five years to get pregnant with my daughter. Um, the first three years, three and a half years, I tried to go naturally to, you know, to, um, have a child, but, um, I finally gave up and said, you know what, we've been trying too long. We need to seek for help. So we went through a lot of testing, um, and eventually had to go down the in vitro fertilization route, IVF. And, um, after five years of going through everything, we finally had my daughter. Prior to her, um, I went through my first round of IVF, I miscarried. My second round was successful with my daughter. Just last year, I had two frozen embryos from that first cycle with my daughter, and I miscarried twice within um, three months last year. Um, And then this year, we're still trying, we're on month 16, of trying with professional help of having kids again Um, we want to have another child um, between january and april i went through two egg retrievals first egg retrieval was a bust nothing came out of it second egg retrieval um, we had two embryos that became frozen we did some genetic testing they came back viable we know that they're both girls so as soon as my body is ready to accept an embryo transfer knock on wood hopefully soon we'll hopefully um, try to transfer one and hopefully have a second second child sometime soon but um, to me 
I wear the ribbon not just because of my struggle, but because it is not a norm that we still talk about in society. And it's a, um, you go deep into social isolation when you're struggling through any kind of, um, through any kind of obstacle. And I just want women and men to know that we need to be more vocal about these things because it is more common than what, than what we talk about. And I went through IVF. Um, I, I was able to uh, be, get pregnant, took four years for mm-hmm. both my first two and I adopted my third uh, son. And, and it is emotional mm-hmm. and people just don't realize, you know, even when you just the feeling of not being be able to be fulfilled as a be right. able to give birth or or somebody that you're somebody's throwing a shower for somebody or right. you see somebody walking with their child and, and it is a difficult time so to bring it out like you are and you know it's there yeah it's okay to talk about it and it you is. can share you can share deeper than most people so thank you for yeah. bringing awareness to it of course um and and i think two things that have really helped me three things that have really helped me get through it um, is the support system. And I'm not just talking about my husband, who is my number one support system or my extended family, but Humana has a huge support system out on Buzz. There's a private infertility group that um, when you're struggling, you can reach out to them and get support. Two is also the support of my previous leaders and my current leader, um, just giving me the space and the grace that I need to grieve when I've gone through losses or um, maybe even the lack of loss because every single month it seems like a loss when you can't continue on the path that you thought was going to be set by your professional doctor. Um, And then third, um, I think it's important that um, you know that it's okay to be mad. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to experience any emotional, any emotion when you're going through any kind of struggle in life. Um, because I oftentimes try to hide my anger or hide my sadness or my depression, but that only makes it worse. So I think it's important if people know it's okay to to be an open book, be as open as you want, but experience every emotion because don't hide those. That that'll just make it worse. It's um, it's a challenge in the workplace. We actually. As you were walking in, we were just fin- finishing up a conversation about that. Like, there's a vulnerability around being able to express the emotions or talk through the emotions or just bringing your whole self to work and doing it in a professional way. Yeah, a but level I, of self-disclosure. Yeah, it's just, it's some mm-hmm. for some, I think probably for the older generation, it's practically unheard of. Right. And I think it's probably up to mm-hmm. us to make it norm, to make it something that is acceptable and appropriate. And if we talk about well-being and bringing our whole selves to work, that is bringing your whole self to work. So it's just sometimes I sit and I'm like, man, it's just a hard thing to do. Yeah, it just is. So it's very brave of you to be willing to put yourself out there because it's life. Yeah, it's that's right. Human beings. Are you aware of any type of resources or just a really good website that we could maybe help direct people to that we're seeking information? Sure. Yeah, resolve.org. Um, great website to go out there to see what's available as far as financial resources or just emotional support, um, anything and everything. It also has stuff that is a little bit more political. So um, most states don't have any kind of laws around mandating companies to provide infertility benefits. So they're out there lobbying for infertility rights. So it covers all kinds of things out on their site. 
Well, I'm praying for a rainbow baby. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I have friends that have, uh, have, you know, went through numerous losses. And so we just celebrated rainbow babies for his birthday. He's one of my best friends. So. And August 22nd is National Rainbow Baby Day, just just so everyone knows. So that's a day to celebrate all those rainbow babies out there. And could you tell our listeners what a rainbow baby is? Yeah, so it's um, a child that you have after loss, and a loss is defined as a miscarriage or, or an infant death. So just that celebration of life after you've had a loss. I have the chills. <laughs> You are listening to This Humana Life with co-hosts Tara DeLucia, Carmen Pantoja Evans, Brittany LaMare, and our special guest. Be sure to text THL to 239-355 to have new episodes sent straight to your mobile or share with us on Yammer at go slash THL. Kind of flipping, flipping the script yeah, here a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, so... Your work in in, in enterprise talent development, your talent management lead. Uh, So, gosh, I bet there's so much depth to that as well, right? So, um, so how do you, you know, how does the work you do support the broader business effort? Sure. So, um, our work has to support any strategic or business goals. Um, if we don't understand what are the skills or the needs that are needed across the business, then we can never prepare um, our workforce for what's coming next with any kind of goal or initiative in a business area. So a lot of our work is aligned to understanding what the business needs and how can we further develop those those gaps that are identified. So one big project that, I, um, that I'm assisting with Um, is around career pathing. So identifying the skills that are required for the jobs across the enterprise and understanding what are those skills and what are the needs. So we make sure that our talent is prepared for any future job that they may want to have in their career journey. And so I, and I may not have this right, and if I do, please tell me, but I wanted to kind of do a plug for Workday. Sure. And if that helps kind of fit in, um, so as associates, do you have any advice on how we can more effectively use Workday? Sure. So um, Workday is going to be the one place you're going to go to to look for open jobs first off. So um, if you're wanting to see what's out there, definitely go out to Workday to see what's available as internal associates. But when you think about um, charting your own career journey and your own career path, there's three areas that you should um, really focus on to help guide a conversation when you're talking to your leader about your development journey. So one is when you go into your career profile, in the career section, there is a career interest tab. Think of this as your cover page to your career profile. Career profile, it used to be called talent profile, just so if anybody's confused, (laughs) talent profile is now career profile. But the career interest tab is that cover page. Think, you know, when you work on your resume, some people have summaries on their resumes. This is a place to put your summary. It's a place to talk about your your short-range goals and your long-range goals or long-term, short-term goals, Um, just to let your leader know where you want to go in your career. The second place um, is your development items tab under performance. 
This is where you're going to map out your personal goals that you need to accomplish in order to get to the next step in your development path. Um, So for example, I know that I'm really good at putting a presentation together and presenting, but what I'm not really good at is facilitating a conversation to make it more interactive and to really get people more engaged into that overall presentation. So I've talked to my leader about, I want to work on my facilitation skills. That's something personally that I want to do for for my professional career. So I have in there that I want to work on facilitation skills and I work with my leader to identify opportunities aligned to that goal to make sure that I get it accomplished. So going out there, identifying what you need to get to the next step of your career, this helps guide that conversation with your leader when you're talking about development. And then lastly, um, when you're in your career profile, there's a section where you can add your skills. This is viewable by everybody across the enterprise. So think of this as your LinkedIn profile where you list skills as well. So I recommend that you put things on there that you think you're very strong in, but it also aligns to where you wanna go next in your career. So if you're really good at project management, but you don't wanna do project management in the future, don't put that as a skill on your on your profile. List those skills that are that align to your career goals. Those are being used by different areas across the enterprise to find associates that might be a good fit for future stretch opportunities or different projects. Mm-hmm. So listing your skills can help get you identified for different opportunities in the future. And that's it for this episode. But the conversation isn't over. Make sure to catch part two next week. You can share with us on buzz at go forward slash THL. And don't forget to subscribe by texting THL to 239-355. We want to thank you for spending time with us this week. We can use our guiding behaviors and speak up with candor to share our Humana stories through this podcast. Let's keep the conversation going together about this Humana life. Until next time, be intentional, stay curious, and inspire others. Did this fun activity earlier today kind of draw a question okay. out okay favorite holiday or tradition um okay so three for me i can't just pick one <laughs> so one easter i absolutely love watching little kids do easter egg hunts two the derby that's an official holiday in my mind and three the last week of september when gray's anatomy comes back that is a holiday to me <laughs> Now, are you originally from Kentucky? <laughs> wait, wait. Is, I didn't even know Grey's Anatomy was still on. Oh, yes. It's still going still- strong. And the minute it goes away, I lose all my friends in life, probably. 